0: Hey everybody, Hey. You, you may have noticed we are joined by a third person, it's do you strange. want to introduce yourself super quick?
1: Yeah, I'm Oli, um, I'm the marketing director here, I'm not around that often, no. <laughs> but um, putting the strings from the
0: background. Sure, sure, but you've, you've been all over recently and I want to ask you about that, Yeah. how's travelling been?
1: It's actually In, really easy. Really? Yeah.
0: Because I've been on two holidays and they've been the most, like the most amount of headache you could possibly ask for.
1: Really? Yeah. Why? PCR testing. Oh, yeah. There's it's a lot always of testing. Yeah. But, dude, this is, just the, this is just the world we live in nowadays. Like, you've got to fill in a few extra forms, you've got to fill, take a few extra tests. Mm. But, I mean, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. You know the really funny thing? Go on. You take, it, you take all these tests and you fill in all these forms and you check in, and what they give you is this tiny piece of white paper with a tiny little yeah. signature on it. Yeah. And that is your proof <laughs> that you've done all the things. And I'm just looking at it going, I could have made that in yeah. about a second. Sure. Um, so it's all, it's all a bit baloney But yeah, I found it very easy
0: Cool, so you've got Amsterdam, Lisbon Back yeah. to the UK No,
1: went Lisbon, Edinburgh, Amsterdam And now we're back here Cool, favourite one? Oh, Lisbon by far Really? Yeah, it's gorgeous I would happily live there Interest. Happy, living. What's your what, next what destination? You I can vouch for that. Well, well, was, Ash, Ash visited because yeah. we, we actually had a keynote speech yes. in, uh, in
2: Lisbon. I can't believe all of that happened in that period. Yeah, know, was that funny. was what an experience. Yeah, I went out for a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Beautiful and um, Ollie took me to the timeout market. I'm not sure if I, I mentioned to you. Briefly, yeah. Yeah, took a photo of it. Very amazing. Cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very much your vibe, Sam. Um, just like
1: It was also yeah. heaving because it was the same week as Web Summit, <laughs> right, which is okay. the, biggest, like, thing. It's the biggest summit in Lisbon
0: ever. It's so where Facebook announced that's now Meta. Meta. Is that where they did it? Yeah. I think so. No is, way. A, is
2: that that week or something? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of big announcements uh, that week. I met some of the, uh, the Web Summit people at the airport. Oh, yeah, it was really yeah. cool, I felt like. In, Dude. like, mini Silicon Valley, though.
0: Any yeah. updates on that? Because they talk to you about a bit of software that I fucking want. You'll hate it, because Mr. No... The tool, <laughs> this productivity tool you're so against. Which one? To-do lists.
1: Oh, yeah, no, what? Is it, what, Notion?
0: No, 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 no. no.
2: Okay, so...
1: Are you allowed yeah. to talk about this?
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not under <laughs> an NDA. I was just yeah. a conversation. <laughs> I can enjoy what
2: I Yeah, go on then. Um, yeah, and I, I remember. Yeah, so I met this person at the airport, who went to Web Summit, and they were saying that one of their good friends, who's yeah. a founder multiple exits before, has set up a to do is kind of an app. Yeah. Um, but it automatically allocates it within your calendar based mm. on your preferences and the times you know that it knows you're roughly free. Uh, and you prefer your things. And I think the reason this is great for you is because you're one of the first people that mentioned this to us that don't just have a to-do list, put it, like in, your put it in your calendar. And yeah. I didn't believe you at the time, but now.
1: But here's the price So there's this great story about, uh, and I'm probably derailing your whole agenda here, but I'm going to tell you a story. That's fine, right. go for it. Um, he feature, asked the editor. Feature-led, feature-led marketing is complete farce, right? And there's this great story of British Airways who launched uh, a massive campaign because they had the world's widest business class seating. Right? Yeah. And they did this massive campaign, millions and millions and millions of pounds, the world's widest business class seating. Within one month of that campaign, Singapore Airlines had had released a business class seat, which was about an inch wide. Right. So if you're competing on features, you're always going to lose because it's so easy just to to compete. I mean, look at Clubhouse. Everyone's done it. On Facebook, you can have a Clubhouse room now. On Slack, we can do a Slack huddle. That's Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Twitter's done it. So, like, feature led. SaaS featureless software, yeah, very, very difficult to, to win in that game.
2: That's, that's, sorry, that, that seems to be a big thing that you're, you've been pushing because we just had a chat before this, um, yeah. and you said the exact same thing that how to stop commoditizing yourself and no, uh, falling into that trap.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say there's somebody at the like patent office that hasn't quite filed the patent for that bit of software, <laughs> and you just got their intern yeah. so fucking fired. <laughs> 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 okay, cool, so. The main thing that we do in these podcasts is. Oh, yeah, I intentionally didn't do an intro. Hi there, welcome to direct, these, Director's Debrief, episode 4. Um, is this episode 4? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So it's, you don't know have much to catch up on. It's episode four, 1, four 2. 4.0, oh, yeah. 4.0. Yeah. Um, and what we normally do is get. <laughs> <laughs> 4. Sounds big. 4.0? <laughs> yeah. It's it no bigger like, than 4. It <laughs>
1: sounds like our first podcast. What do you mean? E three point three 3.0. Oh, 3.0. Yeah. yeah.
0: Still available on Spotify if people want to check that out. And other other streaming platforms. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, But yeah, uh, Ram normally prepares some questions for us um, and we answer them.
1: Ram doesn't look that prepared.
0: No, but Ram, what I want you to do with your questions for this week is I want you to take them and I want you to shove them very safely in your notebook because they're really good questions. I just want you to hold them back for one week because get this, guys, we've had questions submitted by a viewer. (laughs) <laughs> by a viewer. Yes, it's one of my closest friends, sure, but they viewed it. <laughs> so technically... You should have
2: stopped there and just gone viewers. <laughs> viewers, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and they're really, really good questions. They're right on sort of brand... So
1: what only happens, Ram, you come up with the questions and then you give these guys some questions. What are yeah. they about? Like like ethical questions, like that business, business, business questions? I end up being completely
0: opposite. Okay. We try. We try and stay focused. Yeah. Is, trying to, I can't even remember any of the questions. that we. Uh, well, there you go. Well, we, last week, Ram asked us about how we uh, found our first employees or how we, you know, what our, how we recruited questions? our first employees. Great question. Yeah. I think we ended up talking about Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Boys. laughs> so we try and stay focused. Okay. Um, so these are just to prompt the conversation and just let it run, man. Just oh. wherever your heart wants you to take it. That's why when you're like, oh, this might derail. Yeah. There ain't no rail. Okay. All right, we're in the ocean.
2: <laughs> don't tell Ollie this. He he's the king of that's, that. If you give him the if you give him the free rope
0: that's
1: the weirdest <laughs> metaphor I've ever heard. We're not we're, 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 we're in a, a train game. in
0: the middle of the ocean. We can go wherever the fuck is that we a submarine? want. <laughs> um okay. So, question number one. Yeah. And I want to focus more on question two. So try and breeze past this, guys. Try and stay focused. If you were to try out a new skill or a hobby for a month with no limitations in terms of time off of work, money, finances, anything. What would that skill be? That's a pretty good question. Just no, no. the very on the spot. These are things you. I'll let Ollie ride with that one. <laughs> you know what? I
1: think I think actually skiing. Skiing. Yeah. Interesting. Do you have you skied before? I skied once before, mm. um, and I love everything. I love the idea of skiing so much. You okay. Like exercise, um, quite a lot of drinking in the evening. Sure. And the feeling that, there's very, very few occasions, this is one of the things I loved about sport, especially team sport, is there's very, very few occasions in life where you feel like you've really earned your drink. Mm. But I feel like when you've been <laughs> skiing all day and you hit sure. the apres ski, yeah. you feel like you've really earned your drink in this bit of a party. And I, I really, if I went skiing with my friends, I'd be like the guy like straggling on like the, the, really, the, the beginner run. So yeah. skiing.
0: You think a month is, is long enough for that?
1: <laughs> oh dude, a week.
0: A week. Yeah. Very confident. Love yeah, it.
2: Yeah, man. Easy. What you got? Well, I don't know, but just on that part, don't we were... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to skiing, but it's funny,
1: like, when
2: we think of skiing here in the UK, we're like, it's a whole holiday. It's a whole thing that you have yeah. to do. I was speaking with one of our clients in France, and um, they were just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to hit the slopes this weekend. There you go. Just for a thing. And I was just like, just like that, casually. And they're like, oh, they're, they're okay. You know, they're a
1: couple thousand meters high.
0: <laughs> what do we have yeah. in the UK that's the equivalent of that? The like,
1: Cairngorms
0: in, in the highlands of Scotland.
2: You can ski there? Yeah. The oh, I, I just meant
0: like, because a, a, that's like a cool weekend activity that to us is a whole holiday ordeal. What's the oh, British right. equivalent of that where we can nip off for a weekend and do that, but others can't in their country. They'd come to the UK to do that.
1: Surfing? Actually, Fair maybe, maybe surfing. I'll do surfing instead yeah. of yeah. skiing. Yeah. I might change mine for surfing. I'm terrible at surfing. But we
2: don't...
0: <laughs> okay, you see surfing,
2: but it's not like... When, when was the last time you heard someone surfing in the UK?
1: All, all the time, really? Yeah, like yeah, down in Britain. Okay, but over
2: a certain period of time, it's not just something that you can. It's not regular. No.
1: Yeah, of course it is. is it? If you, li- <laughs> right.
0: if you live by the coast, I just I
2: feel like we're living in the UK, not California. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it's gonna. It go- looks a bit different yeah. <laughs> to what it might do out
0: there. Um, but what's uh, your thing?
2: What's my thing? Um, it kind of ties in together with like meditation and taking that time out, but you mentioned to me once of taking, like, a reading week. Um,
0: oh, like this is off just, of the Bill Gates thing. This isn't yeah. my thing. I'm not no, no, but you, you, Bill you, Gates you,
2: stuff. I mean, just take credit, man. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Give me uh, my and, money. Uh, yeah, so, Bill Gates, right? That's um, He used to just take these weeks off. Yeah. Uh, I think when he was a bit more established, not in his early days. No, no. Um, Still doesn't know, though. Yeah, and he, yeah, he just takes a week off and just goes and he just goes to some. I think that's smart. Yeah, forest. little hut I mean, he is, is in the forest. Smart. Yeah, he, he's pretty smart. We'll <laughs> give him that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just the fact, like, yeah, it just makes absolute sense. But I think you need that. F- well, we maybe we put our own like uh, kind of restrictions on ourselves, but you need that time and that ability to just go away. You don't
1: read enough. Yeah, you could read. You could read a lot more. Yeah, I know you could. How do you know that? If yeah, because, because I know. Just got I back into the we've country. Talked, we've talked about it before.
2: <laughs> I do. To be fair, it's not the same thing, but I've become huge on Audible. You, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. because yeah. it's. I, I completely agree. I read a lot of articles, a lot of um, like things like that. But when it comes to actually sitting down with a book,
1: yeah,
2: just I can say blame time. I can blame everything because I love. I do enjoy it. Um, so Audible is a great one because when I'm driving no, anywhere that's true. now, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's a bit great. of music, but other than that, it's just Audible um, and. Rolling through yeah, new, nice. new stuff, um, yeah. But um, thanks for putting me on the spot like that. That's quite <laughs> yeah. um, hold you yeah. out like, for no so unnecessary. But well, well,
0: what about you? Um, it would have to be motorsport related. So I'd maybe take up cars. Actually, if money I isn't don't a think thing, I'd
1: spend more time getting better at, at driving. What do you mean? Isn't that what you do? Isn't that what you do in your spare time?
0: Sure, but I'd like to do it like in non-simulation, oh, in reality, mm. IRL. This is all the, this is all a simulation, by the way. Huh?
1: This is this whole
0: thing. Fine, but a simulation. All right, no, let's no, not get into that. because <laughs> no, no, that's a simulation within a simulation. I'd like okay. a top-tier simulation, please. Okay, fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would cost me a lot of money that I don't think I would that, that I don't have. Okay. Uh, but if money and time isn't a factor, I'd probably spend a month going around the world racing on different tracks. That would be amazing. Just be insane. Oh my god. Um, but. The main question was question number two, which is generally more focused about what we talk about on this podcast, which Mm -hmm. is um, some of the behind the scenes of us as human beings in the positions that we're in. And the first one is, um, my friend has said to me, I find it really hard to switch off after work, but also when I take time off, I feel a little bit guilty. Have you ever had this feeling of guilt and difficulty switching off? If so, how do you deal with it? Yeah, yeah, all the time. And this is slightly different though, because I know that this individual works for a company, isn't uh, no skin in the game. Um, and so I think that's where there's, there's a bit of a difference, where I don't think in that sort of position you should feel guilt for taking time off. Depends on the company culture. Right.
1: What about you? Ash, you've been, you've been through times when you found it, found it hard to switch off, I know. I've definitely been through the same. Up and, yeah, yeah, um,
2: yeah. I mean, I've, I'd like to think I've stopped feeling guilt for not working when I feel I should be working or any of that. Sure. Um, um, and I, I think huge part is because if I'm feeling guilt when I'm not working, when I feel like I should be dedicating my time and I'm doing something else, yeah. then I'll feel it the other way around as well when I'm working and I'm neglecting something else. And it's a continuous cycle and balance because you're trying to find equilibrium. You're trying to find that perfect spot where you're like, all right, I'm working too much. I'm not spending enough time with my family and friends. Right. Or, yeah, you know, in the hobbies or things that I enjoy. Yeah. And when I'm spending too much time with hobbies or with my family, friends, I'm like, all right, I've neglected my work. And it was just a constant fight. And I, maybe, maybe there was one day in a year where I was in healthy equilibrium <laughs> where I literally spent X amount of hours there and X yeah. amount of hours there. Um, yeah.
0: No, I was just gonna say, what did it take you to get to the other side? What did it take you to get from feeling guilty for both, which is, sounds very unhealthy, to a point where you don't feel guilty for either?
2: I think I just have, you have, like I've just learned to accept it because I was in this constant, I, I and I, I go through it a lot, and I'm not saying I'm completely satisfied that you know I don't feel guilt, but it's with everything, you know, if I've uh, if we've let a client down, I felt guilty. If we sure. not done something to the perfect. Uh, perfect ability. I felt guilty, and that guilt isn't great. It's just like worrying, right? It is worrying um, because yeah. worrying is a waste of time and energy. So, rather than that, just accept what it is and find that harmony naturally. Find that equilibrium naturally. Um, and but be aware still, you know, of yeah. uh, what's going on. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, where you I think me? I think guilty is an interesting word because I think you can't be guilty unless you're holding yourself up against at some. Personal expectation. Right. And if you think about, like, expectation is the root of all unhappiness. Without, without a doubt. That has you, been proven you, to be true, yes. Yeah, you remove expectation and uh, you, you're basically bound to have a happy life, mm-hmm. right? But the way, the way I look at it personally is because it's, it's not that simple just to say, oh, remove all expectation, you're done. Sure. Look at it macro and micro. So micro level comes down to performance. And I, I say to my clients a lot, it's like, if I actually perform better, the more golf I play. So the more I'm switched off, the more I'm on the golf course, the more I'm sort of like meditating, the better I am when I turn up. Right. So that's that's the micro. The macro is none of this actually matters. (laughs) Like none of it matters. Like really outside. I mean, obviously, it's all good that we that we help customers and that um, we deliver good business and all that good stuff. But honestly, if you speak to 70 year olds and 80 year olds and 90 year olds, they are not talking to you about how they were hustling when they were 30. Mm, Sure. So it does, that's, that's another perspective you have to think. It's like, dude, it really doesn't matter. Like, do your best. Do what you can. And on the micro level, make sure that you realise that you won't be able to perform unless you are giving yourself that time off as well.
2: Just going into that and delving that, into that bit. So I love that, firstly. Um, really nice way to look at it and going on the mi- micro, macro scale. So on your micro scale makes perfect sense. Um, it's not easier to say than done, but... Remo- like, Try to reduce that expectation that you're setting on yourself in yeah. different things. And naturally you just feel a bit happier with things and you just let things go. Yeah. And really what you were worrying about or expecting wasn't that bad. On the macro scale, I agree with you. Um, and I thought you were gonna go into the whole simulation thing of like, <laughs> we're a simulation, it doesn't matter. No, know, no, not determinism. But, but you're, you're right, right? Like it's not life or death that we're dealing with yeah. here. You know, it's, it can be very different in other careers, but when it comes to what we do, so. It's very important, I yeah. hope, and we always we believe that we're, we're really changing stuff here. But you know, that people will be able to sleep tonight um, if we were here or we weren't. Yeah, on the same token, it goes back to your thing that you were raised in question one of earning that drink,
0: yeah, and that feeling point. of earning
2: a drink. So, if you were to take an 80 90 year old um, and you want a nice lifestyle when you're there, you're retired, you're, you're well off, great point. Yeah, you may not talk about. The skiing that you've done within the day you may not talk about oh you know those slopes those nursery slopes were really hard or whatever i was doing but that feeling and that appreciation for putting in that grind when you were able to to really appreciate your good chilled out relaxed time when you're older that's important so i'm just making i just wanted to make that clear for those that are like all right i'm not going to do anything now i'm just going to chill at home because that appreciation for that drink or that that when you're in that when you're at that age i'm, sh- I'm sure i don't know yet but right. i'm sure it it's tastes sweeter than anything so no you're right yeah that's, that's a good point but how what about yourself you Sam?
0: i i wanted to further let's just all bandwagon to ollie's point but i wanted to add uh something that i heard on the stephen Butler podcast with mo oh, gaudat have you heard this No. i'm gonna butcher it so make sure to look up the proper one but it's about what you said about expectation and he uses the example of the rain if you're trying to grow crops, you'll be singing when the rain comes. But if you want to sunbathe, you're going to be really pissed off. Yeah. The thing is, the fact that the rain hasn't changed, it's what your expectation was versus the reality. Yeah. And if there's a disconnect there, that's the root of unhappiness, the disconnect. And so, yeah, I, I guess that removing all expectation might be a bit difficult, but aligning it with what you can achieve. Like if it's raining, don't sunbathe, plant some crops. Yeah. Um, and, and things like that can, can lead you down a route of slightly better happiness. I don't know, um, because I think, I, in terms of how I feel about this, I, I think I've gotten good at not feeling the guilt during my time off. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten good at stopping in my time off. And I'll use this example, in my last holiday, I decided to delete Superhuman, which is an email app, and Slack from my phone. Nice. When you delete them, obviously, the iPhone rearranges where they are, uh, and what like the icons are. Yeah. So the icon for the email app suddenly was the time app. Right. And so all throughout the day I kept <laughs> unlocking my phone and opening the time app and I had no idea why I was doing that until I realized I subconsciously was trying to check my fucking emails. It's
1: yeah. addiction
0: though. Um, yeah and like you mentioned before that we started rolling was uh, you have an addictive personality. I've been denying it for years, hmm. but I 100% have an addictive personality. Yeah. Um, and th- it, it kind of comes from a good place of so the second you find something that's a little bit rewarding I'll pursue the hell out of it and I do find my work very rewarding yeah um, and so I will that's where I struggle to take time off mm-hmm. um, I have the option to I just I struggle to do it because of that but I don't necessarily feel guilty about it anymore I want to ask you a bit about company culture because mm. you mentioned um, about it depending on, and I want to go back to this person's question. Yeah, um, working within a company where you don't necessarily have skin in the game, but you're a very pivotal part of the team. Because yeah. I, I know that it's a, st- a startup. Yeah. What did you mean by depends on the company culture? What was no the original way. question?
1: Feeling uh, guilty about
0: taking time off. Yeah, or struggling
1: to switch off because yeah, I good. guess there's so much to do. So that's leadership, man. Yeah, that's leadership. Like, how good is your leader at telling you, at like, highlighting the priorities of life? Because sure. a lot of leaders are looking at, it and looking at their team and thinking, how do I squeeze the best productivity out of this, this resource? Well, that's terrible leadership. Good leadership is saying, look, this is life, right? And this is what we're doing in this job. If you've got a good vision, you've got some good values, mm. that's, what we're, that's what we're doing this for. But don't do that at the expense of family or relationships or anything like that or health. Mm. So it comes down to leadership. Um, and and a good leader should never have their team sitting at home thinking, oh, my God, I feel so guilty because I'm taking this day off. Sure, sure. That's what it comes down to.
0: Who bears the burden, though? Is that an expectation of somebody in a leadership position? Always the leader.
1: Right. Always the leader.
0: I've thought this, but I've been careful about vocalizing this. Um, Always. But, yeah, where do you stand on that?
2: Sorry, give me a moment to to digest it. Sure. I
0: I could reinforce
1: that. If anything goes wrong in a company, it's the top leader's problem. Top leader. So the top leader, yeah. yeah. Whatever happens. I mean, look at what happened with Oxfam like, not so long ago. that There was some terrible stuff happening in, I don't know where it was, Haiti or something like mm. that. The chief executive of Oxfam, who probably had absolutely no idea, no clue, had to go because of it. If it goes wrong, it's the top leader's fault. If everything goes right, you better believe it's the person or the employee who did it who gets the credit or the team that did it that gets the credit, right? So that's just the way the business works. And if, if, it's, if there's a negativity going around, it's up to the leadership to
0: sort it out. I almost agree with you. I think I'm about to make a statement that I think um, might go against something you just said. But people in senior management positions uh, get 100% of the credit for like 5% of what they did. Yeah. Um, or like what the majority of the team do. But they also take 100% of the blame they should. When it's only 5% their fault. Yeah, they essentially, should. Essentially that disparity. They
1: should. And they get the reward for it as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: But I think in leadership,
2: you have to think beyond wanting that reward. And you should. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's that's not... Maybe some people, if you're in leadership, if you're in a leadership role, that shouldn't be your your what gives you that thrill. Mm-hmm. So you should want to give the employee hundred or as much of that credit as possible, even if it's given to you from the Definitely. client or anything, because you're the you're the face of mm-hmm. um, what the project was or anything like that. You need to make sure that, that employee or the person who put that craft in is heard. But on the same token, you're absolutely right that when you're in that leadership role, you need to be that body on the line. You know, Basically. you're protecting. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Simon you know, Sinek, I mean, he's just listen to him. Yeah, he, he's got leadership down. But also like leadership as well is 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 a case of like people realizing they're part of the team and creating an environment where every team member would put their body on the line for everyone else. Right? right. He spent loads of time with Marines and stuff like that, and mm. saw it there.
0: But yeah, this is the leader. Awesome. Um, I, I I was going to ask you about. Oh yeah, um, there's a payments company. He's been called like CEO Jesus. Uh, and I wanted to pick your brain about him, CEO. Jesus, I forgot. Uh, he's a what? Gravity Payments, I think he's called. Uh, CEO of Gravity Payments. Dan Price, you heard of him? He's no. the guy who raised the minimum wage in his entire company to seventy thousand oh, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the most preachy people you could ever find on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. But my entire network adores this person. Um, <laughs> But if you haven't heard of him, it kind of tanks where this conversation No, <laughs> no, he... I'd
1: heard the guy. I, yeah. And his, that's his salary as well, right? 70K? Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, he got sued by his brother because apparently he was taking too much. But then he said it was investors that told him to take that much of a salary. Um, but, yeah, okay. Is
2: that uh, just 70,000 for the cleaner to... The, yeah, everyone's on the equals. On the equals, I cycle. would imagine
0: they use like serviced offices where the cleaner is employed by a separate company. Um, but this did cause uproar because I think some of like the legal team was like, "Why did we pay all that money to go to law school when this admin assistant is getting the same salary without yeah. a degree?" So
2: it's like Marxism within a company.
0: Essentially, yes. I think that he, you know he's been labelled a communist, and Marxist. Mm-hmm. He's been labelled the works. Wow. Um, is, that, yeah. is that smart? He seems to think so. Um, I don't think it is. Um, for the sake of it, it costs different people different amounts of money to get. If we're just talking money, it costs people different yeah, amounts yeah. of money to earn different accreditations, to be at a different level, to earn different amounts. Yeah. But just so I don't seem cruel, what I will say is my point on this isn't pure capitalism. It's the cleaners should still have a healthy enough income that they live a normal life. Like yeah. they should be able to take the kids on holiday. They should be able to enjoy a relatively normal life. Mm. And if that is the case, if that's that level is met, yeah. then I don't. Th- I think people will stop caring if the CEO makes twenty times their salary. So long as somebody's getting paid enough to live a normal life. Uh,
2: yeah, I think that I, I, I agree with your second point. That the um, the thing that his his system and I'll probably get some backlash or whatever from people. <laughs> his system doesn't take into account human nature. And human incentive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's that's been a conversation that's been going on for the last hundred years when it comes to socialism and communism. Um, ever since it was it was it became a thing, because. Yeah, just like you say, you say the cost of educating yourself to go to law school. But that's the monetary cost, right? But what about the time effort exerted? That is the real cost there. Um, Like what keeps that person up at night? And you don't want to keep them up at night, (laughs) going back to our earlier point. But what keeps them up saying, I need to sort this out. You know, this is my job. I need to fix up or I need to improve myself. Yeah. Um, On that part, on the same token, you talk about the cleaner and you talk about making sure that everyone is having a happy, good life where they can afford things. That's absolutely true. And yes, we need to improve that, but I think that's a wider issue of the bigger system of how they can't afford based on the, the average salaries and everything there, that there is a, um, becoming a big Division between those of a high income and those who sure. are on a base salary. And that's the that's system. Can I just
1: issue. ask, is he saying everyone's salary is 70 grand or that's just the minimum? That's their minimum
0: wage. So so there could be other people on 100 grand, 150 grand, 200 grand? Potentially. I think there was a reset, and, and don't quote me on this. Uh, but the way he's described it right here is our company pays a minimum of seventy k. Yeah, because so you, surely then you can get a raise because otherwise. Yes, yes, you, you don't stay on seventy k. Yeah, okay. And there's a lot of benefits to this, and he talks about them. And, and these things I think are great, and that more of his staff have become homeowners than any like other employer, and all of these great perks. One thing, I, and maybe I'll read out one of these things, and it's. Um, And you can tell me what you think of this, right? He goes, our company pays a minimum wage of 70K and is paid parental leave, full healthcare benefits, paid time off, and allows everyone to work remotely. Great work, dude. Love that you're doing that. Then he goes, we received 25,000 applications for 72 jobs this year. There's no labor shortage. There's just a shortage of jobs that treat their people with respect. Okay. Release the ash.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing. By... In concept, great idea, I love it. From the face, seeing it on LinkedIn, love it, liked it, all of that. <laughs> when you actually take a deep dive into it, no, and you take a deep dive into that, and you're saying right, and let's take let's take the cleaner or um, the janitor or whatever, right, the caretaker. When you're paying them seventy thousand plus all of those incentives that you've sure. got, and you've got all of these applicants coming in, you're picking the you've got you can pick the very best, right? You can pick the best cleaner you can possibly find. Sure. So, in essence, what you're doing is you're finding 70k worth caretaker, someone who literally will lick. Okay. Sorry, yeah.
0: go ahead. 70k worth of cleaner.
2: Yeah. So, by having that picking from those applicants, what do you say? 25,000 applicants? Yeah, 25,000. 72, 72 job offerings and job postings that pay that salary at a minimum, hmm. you are automatically picking and choosing a cleaner of that category, you know, or a caretaker of that category or any one of that category, sure. you know, you, and there are, there are, you know, this could be the best cleaner in the whole world. Yeah. You know, they, they literally, with a toothbrush, make sure that every tile is spotless. Sure. Yeah. So in essence, what you're doing is you're not just paying, um, you know, your, your normal cleaner, 70,000 in the real world, you've specified and you've picked the very best there. Um, and any company could pretty much do that if you wanted to have a cleaner of that salary.
1: Yeah, I, I also think that what he's saying is completely skewed because first of all, there is the great resignation. So loads and loads of people are, are resigning right now and there is a shortage of, of talent. Mm. Second thing is, he's got all those applicants because he's made a massive PR push about having a 70 grand minimum wage. <laughs> Therefore, more people know about the company. Yeah, That's what we're seeing there is just a big PR push. So I mean, I think he's uh, skewed the stats a little bit. But, you know, honestly, I like the innovation. I, I like, I think, I, I I think like everything whole, he's like, doing. It's I, I don't know why you hate him so much.
0: I, <laughs> I love what he's doing for his people. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, I just think that he skews everything. It's not just one post. Yeah. He skews absolutely everything. Like, one of the things was um, uh, just, a, just a blatant brag of, like, we told our staff you can work from home or you can come into the office. And he goes, leadership ain't that hard. Just give the people what they want. I was like, cool. Let's tell all the do- doctors and nurses that they can work remotely. Like, he, he doesn't factor in everything. He's just preaching to everybody that this one size fits all is perfect. It's flawless. Look at me. I'm CEO Jesus. Give everybody 70 grand. Do it how I'm doing it and you'll be right. He's brilliant. And yeah, yeah and, and the fact that again, it's it's very like Donald Trump esque. I'm not calling him Donald Trump, but it's just <laughs> speak in a way that gets people either angry or like just talking about you. That's good. That's good personal branding, Dave. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what I was about to say. He's brilliant at personal branding. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> um, good. Personal and like, branding. yeah, my connections lap it up. They're like all of I see his posts on a daily basis, despite not following him, not being connected to him, because everybody is liking everything he says and immediately as soon as I see a post I'm like do you know how many industries that wouldn't fucking work in like just immediately I'm trying of to course. pick it as flaws yeah um, but again it's it's this like holier than thou preachy shit that I'm not about yeah and again but, I mean, that's a big conversation
1: right now in corporate culture like work from home work from not some people try four hour four day weeks then they yeah. think actually it's worse yeah. because you're working hard on those four days like it's, people are working this stuff out right now
2: yeah that's the thing though people are working out and taking yeah. the time because it's not just a simple yes sort no, just give them what they want yeah and um, whereas our friend ceo jesus is making it like black <laughs> what's <white>. his actual <laughs> name
0: what dan is... price oh dan price dan price from gravity payments um a british company rather? no american he's from michigan um i didn't like fucking research this at night it just came <laughs> up and i searched for him but yeah i can i can happily agree that all of the things that he's doing i think are really really good things um i just yeah. don't like the preachy shit which is like A lot of LinkedIn, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, welcome to LinkedIn, my friend. Yeah, I know, I know. When we met, I was so anti-LinkedIn. And now I realize the benefits as well as it's my gripes with it, shall we say. It's funny,
2: when I was posting a lot on um, LinkedIn, and I'll be be getting back into that, I was also in parallel on Twitter, which is like finance Twitter and business Twitter, which is where everyone on that platform rips into LinkedIn influencers even though they all are <laughs> and I was doing exactly that stuff on LinkedIn yeah. of, of that nature and then liking these things on Twitter. <laughs> it's
1: just, yeah, parallel. The LinkedIn influencer stuff is funny though, there's probably for another episode. But that, no, yeah, this, we, could, we could spend a whole half an, an hour
0: so talking about that. <laughs> um, this stuff is good. Okay, uh, we're, we're, we're up to about half an hour. Nice. Uh, is there any topics that you boys want to discuss? Anything you want to get off your chest? You only have about five minutes before I have to talk. What's cut really you off. annoyed you
2: recently or really Yeah what's pissed you yeah. off. Right? There's always
0: something what's right. There is usually something anymore. that's really
1: pissed me off recently. <laughs> it's that it? old man <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Uh no, there's a few things that have really pissed me off. I think I think um, um, something that really pisses me off is people that think that um, that life is really hard for them and, and not for anyone else. I think that's something that really really pisses me off. Wow. Do you get people like that? He, all that the time. That was very specific. Constantly, vict- constantly victimise themselves and think that everyone else has been dealt a really good hand and and that you're not. I don't know, is that just me? Yeah.
2: No, no. I I get it. I can just see how people easily fall into that. Yeah. Because it's a, it's it's not necessarily just that personality, although some people could be veered towards that. Yeah. It's more that it's just negativity that makes them continuously And I feel like around. it's a
1: negative cycle because if you have that view that life is hard, stuff's happening to me, you start looking out for more stuff that's happening to you. Basically, what I'm saying is gratitude is a wonderful thing. Yeah, well, and, and it sounds very buzzwordy, but honestly, it's a very, very important thing.
0: Definitely agree with you there. But I'm, what I'm more cu- curious about, because I didn't realise this, but the world is divided into two. It's divided into many other parts. But yeah. there are. T- I didn't realise this, but there are people who believe in, I started identifying people in my own friendship groups like this, and... Um, that believe that things are within their own realm of control and there are people that believe that they're completely out of their own. Like you say, being dealt the cards. Like, who said we're playing cards? Mm. I didn't agree to this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I realized that you can lose a lot of people by saying you can make yourself happy. Like, a lot of people will get pissed off at you because they believe that that's a situation that they're in and um, and I always have to put the disclaimer of I'm not talking about mental health issues. Mm. Those things you need professional help to get out of. Absolutely. Um, but yeah I, I didn't realize this and I realize I'm in a room full of people that would potentially agree with me having known you guys that you can pull yourself out of shit mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't know that people are so wholeheartedly behind the fact that no like I think it's called neuroplasticity that it's not a thing you are hardwired like you stop developing at age maybe 12, 13 um, and people will believe that you're, you're stuck that way wow. forever any trauma pre that anything that might have happened um, is, is fixated with you indefinitely um, or like your personality because of those different things and I've never believed that but no. now I've started to realise like I see it in certain people because of their approach of like being dealt cards rather than choosing not to play the game
1: yeah exactly Well, wow, I don't believe that at all
0: you,
2: you know on your bit of gratitude because mm. I hear this a lot we see it everywhere what's your opinion of that like you just said oh I think it's gratitude like what's
1: okay what so it's, it's really the simple if you are able to be in any moment grateful you're very unlikely to be unhappy at the same time. Very, very hard to be unhappy, sad about something, and grateful at the same time. It's very hard to hold those two emotions in your in your mind at the same time.
2: Sure. So if you to get, sorry, I'm uh, just yeah. trying to get my. I, I know I do know where you're coming from um, because I'm sure we all practice that. Okay. So like you get so yeah.
1: you get into a car crash and um, you break your leg, and they have to amputate your leg, right? Gratitude says, "Well, I can't believe I survived." Mm-hmm. Non- non-gratitude says, I'm so unlucky that I've lost my leg. You can't hold those two emotions or those two thoughts in, and I'm touching loads of fucking wood right now because like, <laughs> we're all about to drive home. But do you see what I mean? You can't hold those two thoughts in your, in your mind at the same time. Yeah. And those, that sounds like a big, a big uh, topic, but trust me, we have micro moments like that every day where we can decide to say, God, that's a bitch. Or God, we're lucky it didn't happen that way happens all the time probably about 100 times a day you can make that decision mm. and the people that practice gratitude and are good at looking at the good side we lost a customers today oh my god life's over we lost the customers day. amazing we can go and find a better one yeah right those people win all the time i love that
0: on a Beautiful. smaller scale i also want to recite something i heard which is you can change everything by changing how you approach what you have to do um just by saying things like have like oh i have to do this uh, rather than saying I get to do this, rather than I have to do this, it yeah. just like automatically embeds a little bit of gratitude. Um, like, oh, I have to call this person for the fifth. No, I get to call mm. that person. I yeah. could be in a much worse scenario where I don't have to yeah. call yeah. that person.
2: Do you, I'm not saying we've we've all got this on lock. What you you both were just not described. even
0: fucking close, mate. But <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> definitely
2: yeah. think the idea that you know we're all we're all entrepreneurs here? um in our in our ways like sure. and we're all in business like we naturally we like we're forced to have a certain amount of gratitude from really. a business side certainly yeah because otherwise we you know it all fall apart You have um to. that you have optimism to. yeah
0: not just for you but like again we're talking about leadership bearing the responsibility we have the responsibility of our workers well-beings the people who work for us like their well-beings their like pretty much most of what you do in leadership is motivating your team. Like I would say that's 80% of the job role is oh, just yeah. maintaining good morale and motivation. Um, and so expressing that you're grateful in your position sets a great example that like there is gratitude to be found everywhere. Um, and in a weird way, being in leadership, I think that's because you put on that facade, you start to believe it yourself. Because hmm. there's this thing about, I read recently confidence. It's very hard to distinguish the difference between real confidence and fake confidence. If somebody's faking it versus somebody being re- it's really hard to distinguish the difference, specifically with confidence.
1: Interesting. And
0: so a great way to gain more confidence is to fake that your confidence for long enough whilst you build up that yeah. in the back of your mind. I think it's the same thing with like gratitude. In our positions to motivate and boost morale, we express this gratitude. And I'm not saying it's insincere, but maybe it grows in sincerity over time. Definitely. And now we've just reached a point where it's like, it's awesome that we get to do all of these things and hopefully we instill that in, in the people that we work with 100 percent,
2: brilliant that is actually probably the way we need to finish this episode because
0: yeah was, yeah you guys yeah, happy with it, it wrap it up man yeah, all right wrap it up. Great you usually do the end so yeah all That's right
2: important. so um <laughs> um, <laughs> on our director's debrief podcast, uh, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast channel you're listening to. What we on? Sh- Spot, I said Shopify. Shopify <laughs> we, <laughs> we will be on, on Shopify. Shopify one day. Um, no, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, wherever you are. If you subscribe, like, even if you're on Instagram, that'll be great. Cheers. Thanks, Peace. guys.